If you're a millennial, you'll know low-rise jeans. Like we all used to wear them back in the day and now they're back in fashion. But things like that, do we actually like low-rise jeans? Do we actually like to wear them or do we wear them because we were just wanting to fit in and belong? Hi guys and welcome back to the Rachel J podcast. We're talking all things wellness and lifestyle to help you do life better. I'm your host Rachel J. Welcome back to another note to self episode. Now today I thought that I would run along this theme of what we've sort of spoken about in this last episode with Dr. Sarah Kubrick, the millennial therapist. If you haven't listened to that episode already, just click one back. It's a great chat. She's got such amazing insights and just so many golden nuggets of wisdom in that episode. But I thought I'd pick out a few pieces that really stuck out to me. I really enjoyed that chat. And so I thought I'd delve into a few little bits and pieces and then give you a little bit of personal insights around some of these pieces that we spoke about. Now, normally I do have a little bit more of a planned episode, but I'm just going to go a bit rogue with this episode and just almost like stream of consciousness talk about what comes up for me and what thoughts come to my mind as, as we spoke about these things. They were really great topics. So the first one that we talk about is observing and performing life rather than living it. And I think, you know, this idea of having a sense of your own mind and deciding what you like instead of becoming someone else, especially if you're in a relationship, becoming someone else or liking certain things for another person or your partner. And a lot of that has to do with obviously the need to feel like you fit in and like you belong somewhere and like, you know, people like you. But then it creates, it can create a bit of a conflict in terms of who you are, who you really are, as opposed to who you are trying to be. And I guess in that sense, one thing that pops up for me is that in my past life, when I was an actor, obviously you're playing a lot of different characters, a lot of different roles, and they all embody different character traits. They have different personality types. They do certain things. They have certain beliefs. And you have to come at those characters with, I guess, an objective perspective. So for example, not that I've ever played this before, but if you were playing a serial killer, you you have to understand why they are doing those things, even if you don't personally agree with, you know, being a serial killer, which I feel like most of us would agree is not a great thing. But if you were to play a character like that, you really need to understand why they're doing certain things, why they can justify behavior to themselves and why they think, and a lot of the time it's a, it's a positive thing. They think they're doing something for a positive reason, right? And in that sense, when you take a look at the characters, different characters that you play, I feel like that's kind of what Sarah was trying to say in the episode is that we take on different beliefs, different likes, different personality traits of other people, maybe that we see or that we aspire to be like, or perhaps we see their lifestyle, especially on social media, where we see people's lives and we aspire to be like them. And then we take on certain traits of theirs because we want to be like them or live a life like them. But often I don't think we ask ourselves the question, but do I actually like this? Is this actually something that I personally like? And in the episode, Sarah brings up the runaway bride talking about Maggie, who is played by Julia Roberts. 
and how she kind of has had this string of fiancés and she changes her egg preferences, which I know sounds really trivial, but even just what kind of eggs do you like to eat? You know, do you like to eat fried eggs, poached eggs, scrambled eggs, soft-boiled eggs, all those kinds of things. And she just kind of molds herself to whatever her partner likes instead of deciding for herself what she actually likes. I thought that was a really great analogy. And you know, when was the last time you asked yourself what kind of eggs, and it doesn't have to be eggs, but what do you really like? What is it that you truly like in yourself? And I think we slip into that so easily. And I think all of us do it at, you know, to varying degrees in our lives in different contexts. And I think it was just such a great reminder to really ask yourself the question of what do I actually like? What do I actually prefer in my life? What do I actually value rather than trying to mold ourselves to fit in either to get somebody to like us or to feel like we belong or to feel like we need to fit in? And I know it's really hard. And even, you know, Brene Brown talks about this with vulnerability and belonging and how this idea that this need to fit in and belong, you know, sometimes overrides what we truly desire, what we truly want for ourselves. And I think you can see this also when you look on on the street. I I often find that when I'm people watching, I don't know if you guys like to people watch, but sometimes, you know, when you're sitting at a restaurant, actually just the other night I was at dinner and I was sitting at a restaurant that was street fronted. So I could see all the people walking by and then a group of teenage girls walked by and they were all kind of wearing the same thing. It's kind of funny because I know I used to do this when I was a teenager is, you know, you all kind of dress alike and you all want to fit in. And it still happens, obviously, in society. We have certain trends that we see mostly on social media. And I want to to know, is that something that you actually like or are you just doing that because you want to fit in? I know we can all relate to that. We've all done, done this at some point. That's why I guess we can relate to trends because at some point in our era, we had something, I don't know, if you're a millennial, you'll know the low rise jeans. Like we all used to wear them back in the day and now they're back in fashion. But things like that, do we actually like low rise jeans? Do we actually like to wear them or do we wear them because we were just wanting to fit in and belong? And I'm not saying that trends are bad. You know, I love jumping on trends if I like the thing that that is trending. But it's just a reminder to ask ourselves, do we actually like it? Now, the other point that I really love about this chat is talking about the freedom of choice. And this is something that I feel like I've probably grown up with thinking a lot. I feel like I learned this probably more so from my dad when I was very young. And that is always having the choice to make the decision of what things mean to you because we always have the choice of creating meaning and creating meaning if you delve into it is more how you communicate to yourself and what the narrative is of what you're telling yourself about a certain situation. Oftentimes when we go through life and we have certain circumstances that happen and things specifically that are not in our control, they're the ones that are really hard to deal with. Where we can come from in an empowering way is to choose to see that circumstance in a positive way or as positive as you can, right? So for example, I could take my experience with being in ICU last year. That was a really shocking thing. It was definitely not something that I expected, nor was I particularly desiring to happen. And 
it, it really took out the, the, the second half of the year for me in terms of being in hospital, losing all that weight because of muscle atrophy, then having to rehab my body. And then basically it took about six months for my body to really return back to normal without having any numbness through the back of my legs. If you want the full rundown of what happened, there's another episode you can listen to exactly what happened to me. But just for an example, I mean, that could be seen as something really horrible and terrible and I could have been telling myself, this is shit. Like, what am I? I'm just laying here. I can't move. I can't stand up. I can't stand up and go to even have a shower. You know, I can't eat properly. My digestives were all gone. You know, I can't move. I definitely can't walk. It means I can't do my usual fitness routine. I can't, you know, and if I sat in that space, it would have been so miserable, so miserable. I mean, it was already like a really challenging experience for me to also have that mindset. It would have made things a hundred times worse. And my experience of all of that would have been just so bad. So I chose to look at it as an opportunity to reflect on my life on the, in the, in the weeks that I'd couldn't actually do much and was just lying in bed. I chose to use that time to reflect and and go through certain things internally and have that opportunity and that space. I mean, when in your life do you ever just basically have your life stop? I've said so many times, I just need a break from life. I just need to put a pause on life so I can just step out of my life for a second so I can just gain my thoughts about it and redesign it how I want to. But we very rarely get that chance. Even when we're on vacation, we're still thinking about our work. We're still thinking about our responsibilities and relationships and all those kinds of things. We very rarely have a moment to literally have a break from life. So I chose to see it like it just put my life on pause. So it gave me an opportunity and the space to see things and reflect on things, refine things and hit the reset button. But then also in terms of my recovery, I also chose to see it as an opportunity just to get 1% better every day. And that's all I was focusing on. And that's what kept my mindset really positive throughout that process because it could have been really shit, (laughs) to be honest. So the freedom of choice, obviously, like we mentioned in the podcast chat, that we have varying degrees of freedom and obviously they, there are going to be circumstances in your life that you can't control and everybody has a different circumstance. But within the circumstances of your life, what are the parts that you can control and where do you have choice? Because when you think that you have no choice is when you basically take your power away from yourself. Even I've just thought of another example. I was having brunch with a girlfriend and we were chatting about things a little while ago and she was sort of talking about how she was getting a bit down because now her work is just purely work from home. So there's no days in the office and she quite enjoyed going into the office and being able to socialize. That was her interaction for the week and she was quite down about it and sort of thinking, well, now I'm just stuck in my house all day. Now I just, I don't even, I, I don't see anybody and I, you know, I want to travel and I want to do all these things. And I said to her, but now that you work from home full time and you don't have to go into the office and you're not tired anywhere, now you can travel, you can go anywhere and you can work from anywhere. As long as you're, you know, if you have to do face-to-face meetings or you have to be on call or something like that, obviously you need to be at the computer for that. But in terms of everything else, you've got so much flexibility to move your life however you like, because you do have that freedom to actually live wherever, do whatever, work wherever, work from a cafe if you want to, go to a working, co-working space. Just There's so many different ways that you could see that. And 
I think when we get stuck into one way of thinking that we have no choice, that's when it can become very depressing and it can become, you know, quite dangerous for our own mindset and mental health. So freedom of choice is just such a powerful thing that we have that we all need to be reminded of, I'm sure. And the third piece that I really love that we spoke about was accountability and shame. And I hadn't really thought about this. So if you go back and listen to the episode, you'll get full context around the conversation. But basically, Sarah's work is very much grounded in taking personal responsibility. Her book is called It's On Me. And that's about being able to look at your life and instead of taking a victim stance on your life, to take the empowering stance and take accountability for all your actions and all the consequences of those actions. And I know it's a hard one. And, you know, again, this is something that I grew up having learnt. My dad actually explicitly taught me this one. So this is something that I've had in the back of my mind that no matter what action you take, it's no one else's responsibility of of that. You know, the consequences of the action that you take is on you. You decided to do this thing. So you have to accept the consequences of that action. Now, it can sound really dry and boring. And one of the things that Sarah brought up in the conversation was talking about if in your experience of life of growing up, that if any time you have taken accountability for something that you've done that maybe has either upset somebody or disappointed somebody or whatever the case is, that you have been met with shame or blame or a character assassination that's when obviously it becomes a little bit more difficult than in the future because you've learned that if you actually do take accountability and you're trying to be, I guess, a bit like the humble and the bigger person by accepting, yes, I actually, that was my mistake. Actually, yes, I did that wrong, that you actually get assassinated for it and that your character is attacked. And in that way, it can be a little bit more daunting to then admit to when you have made a mistake or something like that. So that's a piece that I I hadn't thought of. It wasn't something that I had looked at from that perspective. So I think that's really interesting. And having compassion, I think, for yourself is really important because ultimately you are the one that has to live through the consequences. I always get told this by, by my dad that whatever you choose to do, you have to live with the consequences. And and that's for the good and the bad, you know, or if you perceive it to be positive or negative, there's always a consequence for every action. It's, you know, it's that, is it Newton's law? I'm not a scientist. It's something like that, right? For every action, there is a positive or negative reaction. There's always a consequence to anything that you do. I think it's a good point to just be aware of, you know, in the conversation, Sarah mentioned that no one likes to be wrong. It, it can be a hit to the ego, especially to admit or to say sorry or to apologize or to say, yes, that what I did was not necessarily right or whatever the thing is, it ultimately is a better stance than blaming somebody else because you can't blame other people for your actions. You chose to do it. And we always have that power. So I just think this conversation was just such a powerful conversation. There were so many great lessons in it and reminders, you know, for how we can show up as better versions of ourselves in our lives and therefore for the people that we care about, anyone that we interact with in our life. And I think it's a constant 
work in progress. I'm not saying that I'm perfect by all means. I definitely, when I actually was in the conversation, always when I'm having chats with my guests, there's always things that ping up for myself that I always then reflect on, which I think is why I love these conversations so much. So unpacking it, I think, is such a great way to just do more within ourselves. Hopefully this has given you a little bit more insight and unpacking and unfleshing all of this helps you understand these topics a little bit more. Make sure you tell me what you loved and learned from this episode by leaving a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. Screenshot this episode and share it to your socials. Thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Rachel J Podcast.